0: Thank you.
1: Want to see the world from a totally different perspective? Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to the Francesca Luca Show. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca.
2: Hi, everyone. You are tuned into the Francesca Luca Show, and my web address is talkwithfrancesca.com and if you miss part of this show, you can hop on over to my iTunes page and listen there. And as always, I would love it if you would leave a review. This show is sponsored by Terramia in the North End. When you will only accept the absolute best in Italian food and a gr- and great service, Terramia is your go-to spot. I know because it happens to be my favorite, right along with Antico Forno. Same owners, same great food. All right, we are going to dive right in. U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt's daughter, Alice, was the quintessential White House wild child. She was headstrong, impetuous, rule-breaking in an era when women were expected to look pretty and keep their mouths shut. Seemingly, from birth, she knew who she was, what she wanted, and she wouldn't let anyone, not even the President, tell her what to do. She was acting this way over a hundred years ago, making her one of the first modern American feminist heroes. So, with me tonight is the author of White House Wild Child. Her name is Shelley Fraser Mickel, and um, I'm excited to have you with us, Shelley. Thank you for joining us. Well, I'm
3: thrilled to be on this such a successful show. <laughs> uh, congratulations, Francesca. You got a great show, and I'm really honored to be here.
2: Oh, oh, thank you. So, <laughs> so Shelley, uh, you examine the relationship of Theodore Roosevelt with his daughter Alice. This was long before there were studies and articles about the importance and role of a father in a young girl's life. Right, yeah. How do you, that's just, you know, loaded. I mean, I could talk, you know, the whole show about fathers and daughters, but how do you think this relationship shaped her?
3: Well, um, it's very complicated because after she was born, her mother died when she was two days old. And T.R. Roosevelt was so devastated, he couldn't say his daughter's name or look her in the eye. And she interpreted his silence as disapproval. Uh So I don't want to give away the book because I really want people to read it, and this Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons. um, A great historian, um, Gordon Wood, has said that we live with delusions until history changes us. So I think it's a good idea to read history. is the best way to find out what he means. And I I don't know about you, but I like to keep an impressive book on my bedside table. So if I die in the middle of the night, it'll make me look good. <laughs> So I kind of want to declare on your very successful show that I think I have written a book, The White House Wild Child, that is bedside table worthy. (laughs) So I hope everybody will read it to understand what the father and daughter relationship. And you're right, we talk a lot about fathers and sons, but mm -hmm. we don't talk enough about the effect that fathers have on daughters, and how much they mean to their self-worth.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: But, you know, what you did say that um, the mother passed, her mother passed away two days after she yeah. was born of an right. undiagnosed kidney failure, and on the same day, Her father's mother died of typhoid fever. So obviously devastated by this dual loss. um, Right. You know, he never even, you said, uttered her name, Alice, but rather just referred to her as Baby Lee. However, that being said, I I mean, as a baby and he couldn't look at her, I I mean, that was like pre-verbal. With yeah, her, look so, her in the eye. Yeah, right. But what I'm saying is that. Yeah. So how at that point was she? She was so young. do You really think that she was able to? It, or that is how she interpreted that she wasn't. Well, we'll say maybe good enough, or there was something wrong with her. Well, it
3: was. I'm sure disturbing and puzzling, because no one would mention her mother. The fact that the double deaths happened on the same day meant her birthday was a dark day that was never really celebrated. Mm-hmm. So when T.R. had a total of six children and she Alice figured out she was treated differently, she felt differently. Mm-hmm. So that impacted her life, um, really. And um, she wanted to get back at her father. You know, they were mm-hmm. very much alike fierce, and uh, wanted to be a little bit narcissistic, exhibitionist, wanted to always be the center of attention. And when T.R. became president, Alice was 17, and she soon, right after that, became the most photographed woman in the world. Mm -hmm. So I think today I can tell you that I think she was the first Princess Diana. She was the forerunner of our obsession with Jackie Kennedy, And in terms of influence on young girls at the time Alice lived, it's very similar to today the effect that Taylor Swift has on young girls because uh, Taylor Swift is making a difference in this whole generation Mm -hmm. in terms of young girls' self-worth.
2: And and how do you think that Alice did that? Well, she... um,
3: was so popular when she went out on the street. She was so shy, she never spoke in public. That's really interesting to me.
2: That is very and, interesting, yeah. yeah.
3: she was pathologically shy, but when the whole world fell in love with her. So when she went out on the street, young women circled her and applauded and celebrated her, and um, her eyes were this um, mesmerizing blue. they were called Alice Blue, and so everybody ran out and tried to buy something Alice Blue. She even um, started a fashion craze. So she had great influence as a role model. Everyone wanted to emulate her. And then, of course, (laughs) today we would call her a badass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's the way we think of these young women. (laughs) But anyway, I'll tell you a little bit of her antics. Um, She carried in her purse a copy of the Constitution, a dagger, and a green snake named Emily Spinach. (laughs) (laughs) A green snake. Yeah, named Emily Spinach. And she was devastatingly beautiful and very sexy at 17. So when her father would have garden parties at the White House and invite Congress, Alice would take Emily Spinach, her snake, out of her purse and wear the snake like jewelry and walk among these staid congressmen. (laughs) And they were just mesmerized by the snake crawling all over her comely body. So you can imagine she pushed all the boundaries of the Victorian uh, culture, which is fun to think about. And she never really wanted to embarrass
2: her father, but
3: she wanted to rattle him enough to where he was watching her all the time. And uh, she said
2: And obviously because she wasn't paid attention to. Right? right,
3: right. And she wanted to beat him at the popularity
2: game. When she
3: figured so she out wanted that to
2: compete with him as well. Exactly. So it sounds to me like she had a love-hate relationship with him.
3: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh. And uh, she loved him dearly, um, but she just didn't feel like he gave her the attention she needed. And so um, when he told her she couldn't smoke in under his roof, she climbed to the roof of the White House and smoked there. And, <laughs> and alerted all the journalists to drive by and see her.
2: So, how so could she, you say she was pathologically shy? Then, I mean, doesn't it, well, what you're saying speak. doesn't?
4: <laughs> doesn't.
3: Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, she never spoke in public. She never gave a speech once. Like when she was uh, middle aged, and uh, was helping her husband, who was the Speaker of the House.
2: Oh, so campaign she, oh, that's interesting that she she actually um was able to get married because i mean based on her relationship with her father i would think she would have a very difficult time um having a relationship with a man but um we do need to take a short break shall we? listeners when we come back more to come stay with us here
0: this is life.
2: Francesca and you're listening to the Francesca Luca show on 95.9 W.A.T.D.
1: The time is now to finally install that new patio or fire pit that's been in your dreams. Your home is ready to be beautified with stonework, but when the time comes, you want and need the best. That's where Stein Masonry comes in. Stein Masonry provides the best in high-quality construction and hardscaping services. With an experienced and dedicated team, they'll tailor any project to your specifications. When you decide it's time to enhance your home, don't mess with less than the best. Trust the guys you know. Stein Masonry, family-owned and operated and local. Visit them online today for a free quote at SteinMasonry.com.
5: Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's north end. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. And Terramia Ristorante also offers outdoor dining. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing. And best of all, it's reasonably priced. For indoor or outdoor dining, the best-kept secret is worth the trip. Terramia Ristorante. Call 617-523-3112 or visit TerramiaRistorante.com.
6: Looking for a comfortable experience to have your medical spa and wellness treatments? Well, you have found the place. Boston Botox has arrived. That is B-E-A-U-T-O-X. They succeed in combining Morpheus 8 microneedling with radiofrequency, medical skin treatments, and art to give you that rejuvenated look and feel. Undo skin damage from sun exposure and treat the signs of aging and gravity. Are you feeling stressed, experiencing hormone changes or weight gain? You are not alone. Boston Botox, that is B-E-A-U-T-O-X, can help you on your journey to live well and be well. Embrace the fountain of youth. Visit Boston Botox.com B-E-A-U-T-O-X to begin your journey of self-care today. You'll be glad you did. Who doesn't go to the hair salon to
2: liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for suburban, a full-service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fatiana is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Fation today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree, or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770. Call today, you'll be thrilled. I know you will.
1: HM Auto Detailing handles entire fleets of vehicles for local businesses and they're ready to make your car, truck, or SUV shine like new. Do you stare at that spill from when your coffee got away? Are you sad about that bag of groceries that tumbled and stained? Maybe the kids last food fight left war wounds in your vehicle. Or it might just be time for a good cleaning. Get a fresh start with HM Auto Detailing. Same day service, over 10 years experience, they even detail boats and aircrafts. Call HM Auto Detailing today at 781-738-3301. That's 781-738-3301. Mention The Francesca Luca Show and get 50% off your first detailing. HM Auto Detailing, 156 Union Street in Rockland.
2: Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. Outdoor dining is now available too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com Now for more of the Francesca Luca Show on 95.9 WATD all right. You are listening to the Francesca Lucas show. My guest this evening is Shelley Frazier Mickle and she is the author of White House Wild Child, how Alice Roosevelt broke all the rules and won the heart of America. Welcome back, Shelley.
3: Thank you. This is great fun <laughs> <laughs> having this conversation about a, about a wannabe bad girl but wanna with be. all this all this influence. It's amazing <laughs> what Alice did. And to me, the most amazing fact, I spent two and a half years researching and writing this, but I can't believe someone this influential has evaporated from history. I'm
2: you know, sorry, a has a
3: what? Evaporated from history. Oh, has evaporated a from people, history, yes, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of people don't know who she was or what she did or why she was so famous. Hmm. So it, it's been great fun for me and a privilege mm-hmm. to bring her back. I'm excited about that, as well as some of the other historical figures that feature
2: in this book so do you think that this was her i mean this is she was pretty rogue i mean this personality that she had i wonder do you think it was of course this is a whole we need a psychologist to answer this question i suppose but do you think this was this was her basic personality or do you think in her dna or do you think that that it really, it really was because she felt unloved, unnoticed, uncared for by her father. I mean, what, what do you think it is, or a little of both?
3: Well, yeah, a little of both. And uh, I have a note to readers at the beginning of my book of what I'm going to do in this book because I um, went to graduate school in psychiatric social work. Oh. And, when, um, and I also worked on a hospital ward for emotionally disturbed children. And sat in on the staffing. So when I heard this, read this, I'll tell you the background of how I came upon this. I wrote the first successful, the historical narrative of the first successful kidney transplant. And so many historical figures suffered from uh, kidney disease, and one of those was Alice's mother died of Bright's disease. So when I read that and knew a little bit about Alice, I thought, what a riveting figure to write about. So that's how it came about that I wrote this. And um, I wanted to see the effects of her father's grief
4: mm-hmm. on
3: her development, and that's really the angle of the book. So I used my background to and psych- um, and analyze that, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. And as did- the
3: narrative history, I don't, everything is documented. Everything is a fact. In fact, uh, just recently, since the book has just coming out, I had an interview with a journalist here in town. I'm in Gainesville, Florida, where the University of Florida is. And he, after he read the book, and he said, "Well, you made a lot of this up, didn't you? <laughs> because it reads like a novel." And I said, "Oh no, oh no, everything is documented. But my job is to interpret history and put the facts together so a reader really feels like they're reliving that history."
2: So your you, your book is really, if I'm understanding you correctly, is really how her father's treatment of her affected her personality.
3: Yes, and also what else she did in her life.
2: Yeah, what she do? Tell well, us, tell us this, more. Yeah, this is. <laughs> the I mean, fun carrying part. a snake is, <laughs> in her bag, <laughs> is kind of interesting. To, for starters, yeah. just a snake. Well,
3: whenever her father used her for an official. Uh, purpose she behaved herself and um, during the Russian Japanese war what happened was uh, Russia sent troops into Manchuria and Japan and Russia began in a war and TR was disturbed because he thought it was going to spread he knew that Japan wanted to come over and take over the Hawaiian Islands so he got involved and he decided that America would have an Asian tour and he sent Alice on that Asian tour with William Taft, who was his Secretary of War. And Alice was to be a decoy because she was so famous and everybody was so fascinated. What next would she do? So she led the press off in a way, and William Taft slipped in to have meetings with the delegates from uh, Japan and Russia to find out what they wanted. And when they came back after this Asian tour... Uh, TR was able to broker a deal. It's called the Treaty of Portsmouth in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and he used a trick. He uh, had the Japanese delegates and um, dignitaries and the Russian ones come on board the presidential yacht and have meals, but he gave them no place to sit down. So they could never fight about who was sitting next to whom. But he was able to pull off. He didn't attend. He was smart enough and savvy enough to not be there. But he was able to pull off a, that Treaty of Portsmouth. And because of that, he won. was the first president to w- be awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. So I think that's important for readers to mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And then those of us who've lived through the Vietnam War, we know that that war was settled by the delegates standing up or around a round table, and they do that even today, so there will be no disagreements about whom is sitting beside whom. But when you see how history becomes lessons for following presidents, to me it's just fascinating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that (laughs) (laughs) you can imagine Alice uh, leading off the press, and of course one of the first things she did was there was a makeshift, swimming pool set up on deck Uh and she jumped in with all of her clothes on (laughs) which robert kennedy teased her about throughout her life as long as he was alive at all the parties or functions he sat beside her and teased her about jumping in that swimming pool and she always came back and said well at least i didn't do it naked (laughs) what um
2: was do do you was she a happy
3: woman no she never had the happiness she wanted or deserved she was tormented by the loss of her mother. I call it a haunted childhood, nice. and uh, she never had uh, anyone really love her except Tr's sister. And this is uh, one of the things I'm most proud about in this book is bringing back and introducing Bammy to the world today. Because Bammy, when uh, Writer Lillian Rixie went to Alice as an older woman and said, I want to write your biography. And said, No, um, I think you should write uh, about Auntie Bye, TR's older sister, because if she had been born a woman, she would have been president.
2: Are you still there? I am. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> my mouth is open. I'm
3: like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I heard some clicks on the phone and well, I wondered. I'm, I'm on a farm in the country, so oh I, I'm not clearly connected sometimes.
2: <laughs> Great place to write a book, isn't it, huh? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I live in paradise. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, Shelly, I, I, I'm just curious um, what did Roosevelt say about his, his daughter, Alice? Well, he... um I mean, do you think he loved her? Oh, yes, in his way. Um, yes. In his way. Can you you answer that? What the, I mean, well, you, do you identify driven. what you mean when you say that?
3: Yeah, he was very driven. Right. Uh, T.R., what's most interesting and that we need to understand about him, he's one of our best presidents, and that's a reason to study his life and also this book, because it points out what amazing character he had. But he was... He was a genius. When he was growing up, he could read 3 books a day, and years later recall whole passages. He was an absolute genius and he had sterling character. I will tell you this little bit. He wanted to he fell so in love with Alice's mother, Alice Hathaway Lee, and uh he took her to Harvard. He of course went to Harvard and he um boxed well enough to get into the championships. And he had her sit in the balcony to watch his bout. And um, he was doing okay. He was a very small, very small person. And when the whistle blew by the referee, his opponent reached over, smacked him, and blooded his nose. And the whole audience booed and stood up and said, oh, he'd, he'd blown the whistle. And then TR stopped everybody and said, yes, but he didn't hear the whistle. Mm-hmm. So uh, TR had amazing character. And what a lot of people don't understand and really affected me is he had a hard time being a party member. He was a moralist. He believed that everybody, all the citizens should have a square deal.
4: Mm-hmm. That's
3: what he called it. And that was the mother of FDR's um, New Deal. Uh, Roosevelt was the first one to think about Um, having everyone a fair chance
2: and was alice out of that same mold do you think do you think she felt that same way uh no she wasn't more of an
3: attention seeker and a pot stirrer but Mm. after she married the speaker of the house she was very savvy at politics and she campaigned with him and advised him some but um did she stay married to him uh, yes, because but she wanted a divorce. He was an alcoholic, Ugh. and she had a hard time, and he was a philanderer. Oh, lovely. But the other fun thing about Alice is when he played around on her, she played around on him, and she had a baby out of wedlock at the age of 41. And that baby, Paulina, became the most famous baby in the world. She was so photographed. She would go... You know, there's a Longworth building in Washington D.C. named after Nick Longworth, and he fell in love with the baby. Never, they never discussed that she was not his, and maybe he didn't care. But he took her to the house on the weekends, and she was very famous as a being passed around among the congressmen. But um, it's a fascinating story, and I'm just <laughs> so yeah. lucky that I got the job to write it up and. It's not a real big book. It's only like 200 pages, which was a challenge to get all this in that amount of space. But mm-hmm. um, it's a good read for people today. And one thing we can talk about a little bit is reading, because uh, we're talking a lot about mental health. And to me, getting off alone in that silence of mm-hmm. reading and matching your mind with the authors and the subjects is a way to really... Um, improve our mental health to me it's just the greatest joy in the world so i would encourage people to spend a few minutes reading silently and
4: Mm -hmm, mm
3: -hmm. um, getting in touch with their strengths.
2: we are going to shall we take another short break when we come back i want to talk a little bit about the the value of reading i think there that's that's a valuable thing to talk about so when we come back listeners stay with us here don't go anywhere
0: this is
2: of the Francesca Luca show coming right up on 95.9 WATD.
6: A whole new house is a lot right now. Redecorating your current home could be just what you're looking for. Consult interior designer Tina Lynch if you're just moving into a new home or would like to get the most out of where you are. Tina can make any house a home or make your current home even homier. Find the best color scheme for any room. Enhance the beauty and functionality of any space. Bring out the brilliant every room was meant for with a lighting and floor plan. You know those shows where someone rehabilitates a home they just bought? project is just an after picture waiting to happen. Call Tina today at 617-909-4982 or visit her at tinalynchdesign.com. You'll be glad you did. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting?
5: Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's north end. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. And Terramia Ristorante also offers outdoor dining. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. For indoor or outdoor dining, the best-kept secret is worth the trip. Terramia Ristorante. Call 617-523-3112 or visit TerramiaRistorante.com.
1: The time is now to finally install that new patio or fire pit that's been in your dreams. Your home is ready to be beautified with stonework, but when the time comes, you want and need the best. That's where Stein Masonry comes in. Stein Masonry provides the best in high-quality construction and hardscaping services. With an experienced and dedicated team, they'll tailor any project to your specifications. When you decide it's time to enhance your home, don't mess with less than the best. Trust the guys you know. Stein Masonry, family owned and operated and local. Visit them online today for a free quote at steinmasonry.com.
6: Looking for a comfortable experience to have your medical spa and wellness treatments? Well, you have found the place. Boston Botox has arrived. That is B E A U T O X. They succeed in combining Morpheus 8 microneedling with radiofrequency, medical skin treatments, and art to give you that rejuvenated look and feel. Undo skin damage from sun exposure and treat the signs of aging and gravity. Are you feeling stressed? Experiencing hormone changes or weight gain? you are not alone. Boston Botox, that is B-E-A-U-T-O-X, can help you on your journey to live well and be well. Embrace the fountain of youth. Visit bostonbotox.com, B-E-A-U-T-O-X, to begin your journey of self-care today. You'll be glad you did.
1: Oh gosh, Debbie, my new puppy is pulling me in a million different directions. One day it's off to the groomers, the next it's the trainer. Between that and my job, my head is spinning.
2: Oh, Quinn, it sounds like you need a one-stop shop for all your pet care needs.
1: That is exactly what I need.
2: Well, then you should come down and see me and my team at Doggy Works. We offer daily dog daycare, walking, training, and grooming all from one spot. We've got all the services you need to give your dog the best care it can get, all under one roof.
1: That sounds amazing. Where can I find you?
2: It's easy. We're located right on Route 14 in Pembroke, and we're open 12 hours a day, Monday to Friday. And if you can't make it during the week, we're by appointment for grooming and Training on Saturdays too. Your dog deserves the absolute best, so check us out at DoggyWorksLLC.com or call us at 781 754 0329. Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. Outdoor dining is now available, too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at AnticoFornoBoston.com. I'm Francesca. You're listening to The Francesca Lucas Show on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and you are listening to The Francesca Lucas Show. My guest tonight is Shelly frazier Mickle, she has written a book, White House. She's written many books. This one the one we're discussing tonight is White House Wild Child, How Alice Roosevelt broke all the rules and won the heart of America. So Shelley, you right before the break we you mentioned reading as really good for your mental health. I guess when I'm thinking about things that are good for your mental health, I don't necessarily I don't think certainly reading is, is bad for your mental health, but that doesn't wouldn't be something that I would think would be a go to. You know, um, but I guess it kind of takes you off into another world, doesn't? it? Oh yeah, it? right. And, and then kind of get into what the flow of, of you know, are getting lost in right. something well, else. Right. Well, it stops this
3: rat-a-tat-tat rhythm that we're all living to.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: I worry about the next generation because, it, and I'm part of what they're doing too, and that's reading phrases off of my phone
4: mm-hmm. all
3: all day long. And um, we're not sustaining delving into a subject to where the the people in this book that I brought back through and made them feel like they were part of a soap opera or a novel, um, really affect your life in terms of caring about them. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. When I was a child, I'd go to the movie theater on the weekend. We'd see the bad guys sneak up in the bushes and everybody in the movie house, all of the kids would say look, look, here they come (laughs) you know, you get so excited at the bad stuff coming and the people the actors don't see it Mm -hmm. so there's a little bit of that feeling in reading this book is that you get so invested in the historical characters you want them to see the danger creeping up but reading to me um, I discovered it when I was like five years old and my grandmother read to me and i decided that it was the magic of silent language when i learned to read myself mm-hmm. um, i could open a book and hear the author's voice and then close the book and come back and open it and hear it again i just thought it was magic
4: uh, yeah
2: i always hate it when you're getting towards the end of the book and then you're done yeah. and it's like oh darn i want to keep going with it you know
3: yeah um, well i think this may be a book like that and I had a big debate with my editor about. I'm really big on epilogues. I like to know after the story ends what happens to the people.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So uh, I include an epilogue.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but it's just a riveting history to bring back. And I have a Facebook page. I'd love to hear people after they've read the book to send me a message of whether or not you feel changed or affected in any way. It's Shelley Fraser Mickle Public figure on
2: uh facebook great thank you for that um y- uh, Shelley, I, i'm curious about something here because we were talking about obviously her relationship with her father i'm wondering you said that she had a baby and at uh, 41 years old um out, uh, not out of wedlock well it was uh, not the man she was married to but um how was she as a mother because I mean it's you know she was just so reckless and right uh, right that right her, and, and, and narcissistic and well she see- as, she, yeah so did she failed as a mother yeah she did and um, I would
3: think when so. her beloved Pauline died of a drug overdose
4: oh. and
3: uh, Alice was 73 <gasps> and oh. uh, she it changed her oh. and this is another part of the book that i'm just so interested in people understanding or seeing um you know faulkner said that the only stories worth saying reading are uh the heart in conflict with itself and alice was in conflict with herself her whole life
4: Sounds because like it, she yeah. wanted
3: her father's love and she did, it felt haunted from her childhood so when Paulina died as a young woman, and she had a child. And Alice took that child, adopted it, and raised it and did a beautiful job. Oh, that's interesting. How but, old
2: was her daughter when she passed?
3: Ten. Wait, her, so wait, Alice, her daughter
2: d- died of a drug overdose at ten no, years? No,
3: the granddaughter was ten. Oh, oh,
2: oh. But how, yeah. how old was the daughter when she... I, she was like 26, something like that. So Alice was, was obviously yeah. devastated in it kind of...
3: Put yeah, things in a different
2: light for her about life,
3: right? And, great. Well, yeah. and uh, mm. that's really uh, touching to read in the book because the point is Alice changed, mm-hmm. and when you read a story about someone changing that monumentally, right. it's like hope for all of us. You know, that's not written in stone. Now, what about uh,
2: the, her? Her uh, father at that time—he w- was he alive still? No, no. Uh, he
3: okay. died. Okay, and. 1919, and uh, he was 60 years old. A lot of people have read this book about his trip down the Amazon.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. You know, he came back. um, He gave us all of our state parks. People think about TR about that a lot. He's famous for that. And the way that he did it, he wanted to be a naturalist growing up. He loved the outdoors and the nature, and he wanted to be a scientist in that way. Instead, he went into politics. But as president, toward the end of his term, he started putting all these public lands into um, uh, protection, and he did it by executive orders. And he expected William Taft, his successor, to have him put into law. And instead, William Taft kind of went back to the old way of pandering to people with money and corporations and whatnot um, but TR um, believed in having those lands protected, and he's known most for that. Um, and when um, Taft did not do it, he, sa- he said, Well, I'm going to have to run for president again. And because uh, he had only served one term by sending through assassination, so he had one term of his own, he could run again. He ran on a third ticket called the Moose, Bull Moose Party which a lot of people know about. Mm -hmm. But this was astounding. He was campaigning in, uh, I think, um, Minneapolis or uh, uh, somewhere in the upper Midwest, and uh, he dealt with what we're dealing with today, anarchy, anti-government. And so this young man walked up and shot T.R. in the chest, and the bullet hit his glasses case in his thick speech, and he survived, but he gave an hour, half talk, bleeding through his shirt.
2: <laughs> remarkable, absolutely remarkable. Um, Shelley, we do need to take another short break. I want to get back to though. Um, be- before we take the break, I just want to ask you. But we'll we'll just marinate on this this question here. But um, at the time that you know this was all taking place, with this overwhelming majority of Americans were Christian, and yet Alice defamed Christianity. I mean, that was you know. It, at the time, was akin to you know making openly racist statements, and she was a self-described pagan who dismissed Christianity as sheer voodoo. So I'm I'm curious about her um, whether she became more spiritual after her child had uh, passed away and had taken on this responsibility of her her child's child. And and whether or not she just, as I said, if she ended up having or changing her way of thinking about, uh, you know, call it whatever you want, higher being, you know, God, whatever it is to any of us. But anyway, so we're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'd love you to answer that question. So, listeners, stay with us here. We've got more to come. This is the This is the Francesca Luca show. I'm Francesca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD. Plan a wonderful evening in Boston's North End, highlighted by one of the neighborhood's best-kept secrets, Antico Forno. Renowned as one of the world's most authentic Italian restaurants, Antico Forno provides you with an unforgettable dining experience featuring world-class traditional Italian dishes cooked in their beautiful brick oven. Outdoor dining is now available too. Whether seated inside or enjoying an evening under the stars, when you eat at Antico Forno, you feel like part of the family. Antico Forno is open seven days a week. See their menu and make your reservation online at anticofornoboston.com.
1: The time is now to finally install that new patio or fire pit that's been in your dreams. Your home is ready to be beautified with stonework, but when the time comes, you want and need the best. That's where Stein Masonry comes in. Stein Masonry provides the best in high quality construction and hardscaping services. With an experienced and dedicated team, they'll tailor any project to your specifications. When you decide it's time to enhance your home, don't mess with less than the best. Trust the guys you know, Stein Masonry, family owned and operated and local. Visit them online today for a free quote at SteinMasonry.com
6: looking for a comfortable experience to have your medical spa and wellness treatments well you have found the place boston botox has arrived that is b-e-a-u-t-o-x They succeed in combining Morpheus 8 microneedling with radiofrequency, medical skin treatments, and art to give you that rejuvenated look and feel. Undo skin damage from sun exposure and treat the signs of aging and gravity. Are you feeling stressed? Experiencing hormone changes or weight gain? You are not alone. Boston Botox, that is B E A U T O X, can help you on your journey to live well and be well. Embrace the fountain of youth. Visit bostonbotox.com, B E A U T O X, to begin your journey of self care today. You'll be glad you did.
1: Need a reliable place for your pet? Does your dog crave extra stimulation instead of social isolation? Sign up for doggy daycare at The Dog's Den in Pembroke. With two separate yards and plenty of supervision, your dog will have a ball and tug-of-war toys and plenty of new friends. The Dog's Den also specializes in grooming. Each groomer at The Dog's Den has decades of experience and will leave your furry friend refreshed and ready for their next adventure. Schedule your grooming or daycare today at thedogsdengrooming.com
2: Who doesn't go to the hair salon to liven up their looks? Though sometimes you look worse on the way out than you did walking in. You can expect something different at Hair Design Fationa. With a super modern feel that can hardly be mistaken for Suburban, a full-service hair salon, they offer cuts, color, highlighting, and formal design. Fationa is originally from Europe where she owned her own salon. With an impressive following, she won't disappoint. I know because I can tell you from my own experience, I felt transformed and you will too. So if you're looking to turn a few heads, call Fation today at 781-964-3770. Conveniently located at 834 Washington Street in Braintree, or visit her on Facebook. That number again is 781-964-3770.
5: Call today, you'll be thrilled. I know you will. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terramia Ristorante, a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's north end. This cozy trattoria with stucco walls and beam ceiling specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisine here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. And Terramia Ristorante also offers outdoor dining. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Ristorante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. For indoor or outdoor dining, the best-kept secret is worth the trip. Terramia Ristorante. Call 617-523-3112 or visit TerramiaRistorante.com.
0: This is life,
2: You're listening to The Francesca Lucas Show. The talk continues on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and you are listening to The Francesca Lucas Show. I am speaking with Shelly Fraser mickle She has written a book, has written many, many books, uh, but the one we're discussing is White House Wild Child, which is about uh, Alice Roosevelt, how she broke all the rules and won the heart of America. Welcome back, Shelley.
3: Yes, this is great fun to talk about this book okay. and how it came about.
2: Yeah. So before the break, I had asked you that she, um, you know, she was very open about that she was defaming Christianity, and and of course, at that time, there was an overwhelming majority of Americans they were Christian, and so defaming Christianity was, you know, at that time. You right. know, just well, right, she, and, and, and she called it sheer voodoo. What I'm wondering about <laughs> is, well, well, what I'm wondering about now is that, you know, now she loses a child to a drug overdose, and she and that really hits her. It transforms her. She now takes care of her child's child. Uh, did she change her way of thinking about spirituality, higher being, God? No,
3: I don't think so. Alice was brilliant, and she read a lot of astronomy and physics, she uh,
2: ah
4: okay, so she, yeah.
3: was very much um, in, in the mode of doing anything that would get her father's goat. And when he talked about if Americans didn't have four children each, he called it race suicide. So um, Alice started a race suicide club when she was a teenager, <laughs> and she would do anything to kind of needle him. In fact, um, one of the inaugurations at the parade, she was standing on the arm of his chair waving at everybody coming down the parade route, and he grabbed her and he said, this is my inauguration. And she said, well, it's mine, too. So she would do anything to yeah, yeah. kind of needle, needle him. But um, she was, I think, I can't speak for her, but from what I know what she was like, she was a deist. She would believe that uh, God put man on earth to solve his own problems, and um, she uh, the Roosevelt family went to church, but they were not. Um, uh, T. R. was dedicated to the separation of church and state, and especially anti-royal. He um, when Alice was called Princess Royal, uh, Princess Alice, he was furious because he said, we are not like England. We do not have a monarchy. Mm-hmm. Any man in America can become president. We are not a king. And when Alice was invited to go to the coronation of Edward the Seventh, he wouldn't let her go. He sent his sister, Bammy instead. So he was very much in the mode of really establishing what an American is and should be according to the Declaration of Independence of the Constitution. In fact, when he went after the—he's um, he di- known for being a trust buster. He was the first president to get between capitalism and labor. He settled the coal strike, and that was huge. That was a huge event in our history. And when he was criticized by the mine owners, he said, the Constitution exists for the people, not the people for the Constitution. So he was very much in believing that everybody had a chance as an American. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, he kept religion out of everything he did. I mean, his children were baptized. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Alice was baptized when she was, uh, I think, three days old or four days old. Mm -hmm. But um, I think to basically to study what a great president and his art of politics, people don't talk about that much, and there are a couple of um, misconceptions I've seen recently that people have said that T.R. was a white supremacist. He was not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, not at all. In fact, he came into his presidency by assassination. and The first thing he did after he took the oath of office was send a telegram to Booker T. Washington to come to dinner at the White House as soon as he got back to Washington because he wanted him as an advisor.
4: hmm hmm
3: and he was he was dedicated to trying to have the black citizens take part in oh the government and to equalize and they did a lot of uh, that's a fascinating part of the book that you will read that people really don't know much about at all and when uh, that dinner happened at the white house it was the first time a black person had been seated at a dinner table in the White House, and the papers, newspapers, went so nuts over it and made up the fact that Alice had sat next to him. And I found, even the Roosevelt, Ken Burns series says that she was there in the White House. And she wasn't. She was 300 miles away at Bammy's house. And so I found that little jaggernaut in our history. And i that's fun to think about mm-hmm. because um, it was it was made up. It was, you know, the, the reporters made it up to make it a scandal, and then they kept it going. They wanted Alice to be scandalous. Oh,
2: um, we just have excuse me for just a second, Quentin. We just have what about three minutes left? This, so we're in our we're in our uh, Shelley. I don't mean to interrupt, but we are in our final segment here. Um, yeah. With just uh, about. Three minutes left, and I hate to put you in a box, but I I would love to, you know, these last three minutes, um, what would you actually, what would you like the listeners to take away from this interview?
3: Well, first of all, that reading is important, Mm -hmm. and that to understand what a great president is, to see how TR's Mm -hmm. character molded everything he did, every action. He made some terrible mistakes. Uh, but the great historian um, Adams, who was the grandfather, uh, grand, great-grandson of John Adams, said, when T.R. died, every one of his flaws was like a knot on a great oak. And so what's so fun is his um, competition with Alice. Alice was just damn fun and was her whole life. Everybody um, went to her as quickly as they could at a party because she was a great conversationalist and she was fun. She said Grover Cleveland looked like he'd been weaned on a pickle. She was (laughs) renowned for her uh, summing up comments. And every politician uh, that campaigned for president went to her for her endorsement and they just held their breath that she wouldn't skewer them.
2: <laughs> but it's 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 a, you know it's a, it's a great story but it's also a little bit sad, isn't it? It mm-hmm. is sad. It's right? sad. Yeah. You know that she really had so much and what what drove her to this madness <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun madness. You know, fun, fun madness. Fun yes, madness. but it's just you know. And i I um. One thing that I didn't get to ask you, and I don't even know if we have time now, but um, that when she got pregnant, ended, and she had this baby, did was she? Did she ended up staying married to her her husband yes. as well. Any, yes. yeah, yeah, until he died of alcoholism. Yeah, yeah. And then
3: when they. <laughs> His corpse was put on a train to go back and be buried in Cincinnati. She rode with him and his two mistresses. <laughs> <laughs> That says it all, doesn't it? That's <laughs> it, a
2: good way to end this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Okay, Shelley Frazier-Mickle, White House Wild Child, How Alice Roosevelt Broke All the Rules and Won the Heart of America. Great Read listeners, pick it up. Shelly, thanks so much for joining us tonight on the Francesca Luca Show. It's just well, it been a ball of fun. fun. Thank you. Great. Thank you, dear. All right. We've got to wrap things up and say good night. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. And we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great week. What if you took
0: the time to really soak it in? Because someday you're going to wish you did. Like a September morning. Summer feels upon your skin